Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a listler, 15 Edmonton and area locations, four locations in Calgary. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan's a fan of the Texan. A month ago today, the Edmonton Oil Kings announced that Luke Pierce was going to be promoted uh, from uh, assistant coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings to head coach. This after Brad Lauer uh, returned to the National Hockey League and went into Winnipeg as an assistant. It's an interesting situation in Winnipeg. A lot going on there with the Jets Hockey Club. The Oil Kings are in a slightly different place this summer than they've been in the last couple of years. Uh, they're in rebuild mode after uh, having a real good team over the course of the last three-plus seasons. We welcome back to the show the new head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Luke Pierce. Hi, Luke. It's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Thank you. How are you doing? Good. You guys, uh, lots of meetings here over the last week or two. And lots of movement, and uh, it's it's not going to be an easy situation for you and Kurt and Serge Lejoie. I'll get you to comment on Serge in a second, but uh, just looking at the team scoring uh, from last year, you, you're, you've only got, by my count, three of the top 13 scorers on the team back. Uh, this is gonna you're going to be coaching an entirely different team this year, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, there's no question the nature of, uh, you know, junior hockey, and uh, we're you know, fully aware of that. And um, the biggest thing for us is we have some some young pieces that got to experience uh, some pretty amazing stuff the past couple of years, and especially this past year. Not just with the with the run that we went on, but just the people they got to be around and. Um, you know, we feel that that's going to expedite their their growth. Uh, but being realistic, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of missing holes there, and um, you know, with that comes a plenty of opportunity, not just for uh, for players, but for us as a staff as well to to grow and change a little bit and uh, find some new new challenges. How does it change for you from going from assistant to head coach? Yeah, it's still something that I'm, you know, kind of working through. The biggest thing I, you know, I really, really enjoyed my time as an assistant. It uh, was something I'd never done before, and um, you know, had some good conversations with people the last month or so. And you go from the assistant, it's like you're the fire truck. You're just out there, kind of 
taking care of everything that needs to get taken care of. And, and then you move into being a head coach and you're the fire chief that has to decide where all those trucks are going to go. So, um, you, you know, as an assistant, it's sometimes it can be feel like a lot of work and you're very, very busy, but you're always doing something and you feel like you're adding. And I think just stepping back a little bit and trying to look at the bigger picture as a head coach again. And, you know, I'm going to lean on my previous experiences, uh, you know, both, both positive, positively and negatively, and then have some great people around me. I mean, I got to learn from a, a great mentor um, the last four years in Brad Lauer, and I just added what I think was the maybe the best off-season acquisition uh, we could have done with uh, with the experience of a man like Serge. All right, well, we'll get to Serge in a second. Do you coach to score the next goal, or do you coach to not give the next goal up? Well, I think he coached to score the next goal for me personally, because if you're going to do that, that means you're probably not giving it up because you, you need to get the puck. So if you have the puck, it's it's pretty tough for them to score. So I, I you know, we'll be very conscious with how we want to defend, but there's no question. Like we, we want to be aggressive still. And I think Brad brought that from his time in Tampa and this generation of players, like they want to get going, they want to be on their toes and they want to be attacking. And um, we'll use their energy and their enthusiasm to try and, to do that. Do you have clarity with all of the guys that potentially can, like, I mean, I'm looking at this team. I just did the math here, uh, but I want to, I want to work from goal out. And, and so Sebastian Cosa in theory could return as a 20 year old this year. He's Detroit Red Wings first round pick. Colby Hay got a, you know, in a 25 games last season, you got a prospect in Alex Worthington, who's a chance. Do you guys know where you're at right now uh, with the Detroit organization and what their plans are for Sebastian? Yeah, they've been uh they've had you know some some real positive communication with Kurt and uh you know I think a lot for him depends on uh, what preseason looks like. I mean there's a I think there's a possibility of all different scenarios. There's a possibility he stays there um in Detroit, there's a possibility he's in the American League, there's a possibility you see him in Edmonton. So I think for us in our due diligence it's it's planning to you know, play without him, um, and then obviously, if if at any point he was able to return, that's a that's a pretty massive uh, boost for our club. But uh, to be responsible, we need to prepare as if he's not here. Okay, I mean, like as an example, when I look at the defense last year in the top four, obviously Kubasek, Simon Kubasek, uh, you know, was a 20-year-old. He is subsequently signed in the Jets organization with the Manitoba Moose, so we know he's gone. I Caden Gooley, I think he was the most, he was the closest of your first round picks to play in the NHL. I think we can assume he's he's gone. I know that uh, a guy who reminds me a bit of Cody France and uh, Luke Prokop has been told that he's going to be uh, uh, playing in the in the minors this year in the Nashville organization. So that's three quarters of your top four. How important does that make a guy like Logan Dohaniak, who uh, had a pretty good offensive season for you a couple of years ago and was maybe overshadowed a little bit as you guys added, uh, you know, during the course of the year, uh, pro cop from Calgary as well as uh, Caden Gooley from the uh, Prince Albert Raiders? Yeah, Logan, I mean, he's, it's going to be a, uh, a massive season for him. And I think you mentioned he's overshadowed a little bit at times last year. I think he's been overshadowed almost his entire career. Um you know, he has a younger brother who was who was a very highly touted, you know, young prospect who's having a great, uh, you know, start to his career, and 
there was a lot of attention put on him and um, Logan's personality just always kind of seems to fly under the radar. And I think he likes it that way a little bit. Uh, he's, you know, he was a partner of Matthew Robertson's for a couple of years, just kind of a steady presence there. And, you know, for us last year, like there was times where Luke was injured. Um, Caden was gone to world juniors, Simon Kubitschek and Logan to basically did the majority of the heavy lifting. So, uh, this will be a, a year for him that he's finally going to have to really be put in the spotlight and there'll be some challenge, but, uh, you know, he'll be a very, very important piece for our back end. As you mentioned, those are some, you know, I coached those guys last year back there. We had a lot of fun and it was a fun group to work with because it was like you're playing a video game sometimes, but uh, we know it'll be a different look, but he'll be a, a really important piece. We're joined right now by Luke Pierce, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Luke, um, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that you did have some injuries. You've also, uh, I mean, a trade was made. You brought in a, a defenseman and a forward from the Tri-City Americans in a trade for uh, Jalen Lipen. And, and I'm just, I mean, I I look at it. Golder played 46 games now. He is a 20. I don't know how your 20-year-old situation is going to end up working out. But you, you had three other kids last year play at least 34-plus games in the back end. Uh, and then you added a D-man from Tri. So you do have a little bit of experience but they're not as obviously, you know, you're looking at a lot of guys that are, you know, 04s and 05s in the back end. Yeah, our back end is, you know, the one area that we have guys, like you mentioned, have, have Western League experience at least. And, and we know, um, you know, probably the more experienced part of our group when you look at it, but uh, not guys that played prolific minutes. But I still believe that, uh, you know, the Braden Wins and the Ethan Peters and the Carter Kowalics, I mean, they got to witness a. Uh, a very impressive group last year. Uh, and those guys were great tutors as well. I mean, they, they treated our young, young players tremendously and you know, there was a lot of interaction with them. So um, I think they'll be, they'll be well set to, to step in and handle uh, a lot more responsibility here. All right. So, you know, you're planning as though coast is not coming back. You do have a little bit of experience in the back end, but again, 10 of your top 13 scores from last year's team are gone. Where's the offense going to come from this year up front? Well, there's, I mean, it's too cliche to say it, but it's it's going to be a committee thing, but there's no, I mean, we're going to be looking for a lot from some really young guys. I mean, uh, we're really excited about some of our 05 forwards and, and guys like Cole Miller and Dawson Seitz that we feel can, you know, uh, improve their offense. But, I mean, we're going to need the, these Jackson Weebs and, um, you know, the Rhett Melnicks and these guys that have got some experience throughout our league to really step up and, and play. I mean, Jakob Demick, there's a potential that he's, I think, one of the best, you know, centermen in our league, if not at least in the Eastern Conference. So um, we're going to really lean on those guys and at the same time them trying to help make other players around them better and, you know, combine that with something steady from our defense and, you know, we realize we're not going to probably score anywhere near the goals we put up last year. As you mentioned, it's just not possible uh, with that many people gone and, and the experience that they had. But uh, we're going to have to find a real fine balance of, of what we're creating offensively and then what we're not giving up. Did you, uh, Luke, did you happen to uh, get a chance to see Luca Hoff play uh, in Red Deer during the Halenka? 
Well, he was here at the World Juniors with uh, right. with Team Germany, and and you know, as the youngest member of that team, and right. um, you know, didn't get used a lot because I think they're kind of setting him up for more of an experience, so he's ready for the the December tournament in in Halifax, Moncton. But uh, I've had a chance to see Lucas skate on a couple occasions here, and in, in Edmonton, he stayed here after the World Juniors. I've met him. I actually had him over to my house to for dinner and, and met my kids and family and he's just a tremendous young man i mean he's he is very impressive as far as his maturity um and then watching him on the ice like he he's a kid that just wants to be a hockey player he wants to get better he wants to prove a lot so i think there's a you know bright future here for luca but as we see with all europeans it, there is a adjustment period that he's going to have to go through and uh, if he has a little bit of support and tutelage from a guy like Jakob Demick, I don't know if there's been a Euro come over to the Western Hockey League that's that's had the type of uh, immediate success that Jakob had last year, so that'll be a really good mentor for him. You mentioned Seitz, who was a first-rounder in 2020, and thanks, by the way, for uh, uh, correcting uh, me there on on where Hoffman ended up playing uh, during the course of uh, the last uh, month or so. You got a couple other guys that are being... Uh, what can you tell us about Gavin Hot? Is it Hodnet? It was a first yes, rounder, yep. yeah, Hodnet, and then Ben Wright, uh, because I, I'm there's I would have to think there are a couple of the younger guys that have a real opportunity here to make your team, and they are young, uh, you know. I think Hodnet's only what is he 15 right now, turning 16. I mean, these guy he's an 06, so I guess he'd be 16 this year. But uh, there's opportunities for those guys up front, isn't there? Yeah, and they've both had experience with our team. I mean, Gavin spent uh, the the entirety of our playoff run here with us. He got into a game, uh, I believe, in the Red Deer series. Um, he played a you know four or five games with us last year when when we had some bodies out. He's a, he's going to be a star. I mean, Gavin's a you know he's a first round pick for a reason, and he's a, you know a smaller player, but extremely intelligent and cerebral and uh, lives the game. He's you know. He won, I think, the the ball hockey championships in Manitoba this summer. Like the, this guy lives in breeze hockey, and um, you know, again, we'll have to try and protect him a little bit. And uh, but he'll be a, a real bright part of our future. And then Ben Wright's a big body, you know, winger that uh, also got into some games with us last year. He played through exhibition last season in in uh, the first five games, and then we added him at Christmas time and just after for a bit. So he's got some experience in the league. We're looking for some big gains from him, but. That 0506 age group of ours is gonna—they're really gonna start to uh, build some chemistry for for what our future looks like. Well, I was impressed by how Miller played in the Memorial Cup. He was a former uh, first rounder in the league as well. Big, rangy guy. He has an outside chance to get drafted, I think. Uh, all right, uh, we we sort of brazed over. I want to circle back to Serge Lajoie uh, because he has been a head coach in your league. I would say that he is overqualified to be an assistant coach in the Western Hockey League based upon his resume. Um, so why was he the right fit for you? Because sometimes guys you know, can be a little bit intimidated by a guy that's previously been a head coach in the league and you know won a national championship at the University of Alberta was a head coach at Nate as well uh why was he the right fit for you well I think just a really good contrast in uh in personalities in certain ways um but then some very similar you know moral views on you know what we find important not just in hockey players but in life in general and you know, I think he has tremendous values, and and we connected on that a lot. And then, 
Um, his experience, like you mentioned, uh, I think is invaluable. And, you know, I learned uh, this past four years with Brad here that, uh, you know, as a team, as a coaching team, if, if you're very open at making each other better and helping and, um, you can obviously achieve tremendous results and I want Serge to challenge me. He feels comfortable doing that. Um, you know, you bring up a really good point about that. Maybe he's overqualified and probably four years or, you know, actually seven years ago now when I got my first opportunity to be a head coach in this league, there's no chance that a 31 year old Luke Pierce would have hired Serge Lajoie as his assistant. I just, I wouldn't have been in a confident enough place as a human being and as a coach uh, to take that risk. I probably would have been, like you said, extremely intimidated. I feel very confident in where I'm at today in my coaching journey. And um, I think it's, it would just, it would have been uh, irresponsible of me to not add the best possible candidate that was out there. And for me, Serge was exactly that guy. Uh, do you have a delineation? I mean, Serge played defense. You coached the defense last year. Uh, is he going to look after the D and who runs the power play? Who runs the PK? Yeah, he'll take over uh, the back end uh, from me, and um, I think that's his most comfortable spot, and he's excited about that. I think our our defensemen are probably uh, you know due and excited for a little bit of a change in voice and personality back there uh, to help their growth. He'll run our penalty kill, which is, again, something that I was doing. Uh, but I think it's important for myself uh, on this one to, to round out my resume a little bit and do some more work with our power play and um, get a little more learning going on there. And we're going to have some tremendous support, not just with Surge here, but uh, you know, we expect that uh, we'll get at some point to, to add uh, Laddie Schmid in some capacity to you know, help out with some okay. of our young players when he's around and now that he's back in Edmonton. And uh, and then we also have David Pelche that's, you know, works with the Oilers and, and is around and helped us in the past few years, but he, he wants to try and poke around a little bit more too. So we're going to try and, much like our team, you know, we're going to have to do this by committee. And uh, I'm excited we're having some, some pretty amazing resources here to help a, a young team. Luke, great stuff. Uh, we hope to hook up with you maybe every second week uh, during the course of the season when we update what's going on with the Oil Kings. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Stoff. I look forward to it. All right, see ya. That is Luke Luke Pierce. He's the uh, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. It's 151 in Edmonton, and we'll take a time out. You're listening to Oilers Now. We've talked about the great variety of used vehicles that our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are proud to offer, and they want you to know that the order bank for 2023 SUVs and F-150s now open. If you want to be treated fairly at the time of purchase and enjoy quality service after the sale, order your new vehicle from Uncle Milt, Johnny Rich, the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. 11-time winners of the present award for customer satisfaction. You can reach Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 That's one 877 36 73. As we go to this day in Oilers history, and here's Brennan Escott. Throw it back to 1991 when uh, Iro Pakarainen is born in Lovisa, Finland. Signed as a free agent with the Oilers in 2014 after being picked 184th overall in 2011 by Florida. Pakarainen's only NHL action came with the Oilers registering uh, 23 points in 134 games before departing for the KHL ahead 
of the 2018-19 season. Nice fellow. Uh, replacement level player. That's what he was. He'll roll Packer in. The Stan Oilers history brought to you by New S Travel. Brendan Escott will have Oilers now for you tomorrow. One of his guests will be Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Reminding you live uh, thoroughbred racing out at Century Mile Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, we got uh, free parking and free, ent- uh, free entrance. For more information, now you can reach out to horses.com. What's Dave Campbell got shaken up tonight? Brendan, thanks again for hosting tomorrow for me. That's great. What's up uh, tonight with Dave Campbell? You got Elks defensive back Deron Carter and host of the Hedge podcast, Andrew Walker. There you go. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Ray LaHoo, followed by Angela Coquat from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chet Afternoons, Jalen Nye. Brendan's got you tomorrow. I'll rejoin you on Monday. So long, everybody from Oilers Now.